Number two, here we go. I think we need a theology for all things. Everybody, please listen. We're recording this, and I want want our people that don't hear this and other pastors. We need a theology for all things. All Scripture, 2 Timothy 3, is breathed out by God, and it's profitable for teaching and reproof and correction and training so that the man of God may be competent and equipped for every good work. Its fullness is the Word of God is what can make you ready for everything, Okay? The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever, Isaiah 40, verse 8, and another hundred verses that talk about how powerful the word of God is. Read Psalm 119 slow and savor it. Word of God's this, word of God's that. It's, it's delicious, it's honey, it's wisdom giving. It's just, okay, uh, we're, 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 I'm a Bible guy, I'm pro-Bible. The word of God forms our theology The word of God is what forms our theology. Listen, theology in the strictest sense of the term is this. Theos, which is God, and ology, anybody know what that means? Study of. Biology is the study of bios, okay, right? Psychology, I'm studying psych, the mind, okay? So theology in its purest form is the study of God. I hope he's your primary study. It is the thing that gets lost in theology a lot. (laughs) He's the primary subject of theology, but in a broader sense, we can use it to say not only what we believe about God, but also what God wants us to believe about everything else. Does that make sense? I want you to see that phrase. It is the study of who God is, but it, this Bible not only tells you who he is, but how he wants you to think about everything else. That's really important. And so that's why I'm using this phrase, we need a theology for all things. So let me say a couple dual sub, uh, statements to you and make my point and then I'll be done. We need a theology for all things to believe and think rightly, I believe. So we need a theology of healing and we need a theology of sickness. Somebody just laughed. We need a theology. You need to know how to think about God heals. Jehovah Rapha. He healed, he's all, he doing it all over the place. I can find it in a lot of Bible verses. <gasps> you also need a theology about sickness. When the healing delays, when the healing's not happening, when you cried out for it, do you have a way to think and process sickness? I think your Bible clearly talks about this. Talks about delay, take a little wine for your stomach, do a little bit. It's dealing with, I'm telling you, this Bible, you don't cherry pick the Bible. Don't cherry pick it. It talks about everything. We need a theology for healing and a theology for sickness. We need a theology for revival breakthrough, and we need a theology for suffering delay. We need Bible verses for God's going to revival breakthrough, rah, rah, and we need a theology for suffering. I'm telling you, Amy and I, I just watched uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Watch the biography on Netflix, or where am I? I watched it on Prime. I got rid of Netflix. On Prime, it's unbelievable. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, given his life full out, killed and tortured in a Nazi prison. I'm like, I know he prayed, God, take him away. Take, let me out of prison. Crush Hitler. He was part of a conspiracy to try to get at him. It didn't work. He died. Corey Tin Boom, in there with Betsy. They're in there for 10 months. Women, I don't even want to think about what went on in there. But for 10 months, they're in with evil Nazi. You know they were saying, God, deliver, get me out. Give me. 
Betsy, I, I was, maybe some of you know the story, Betsy uh, was having visions and dreams telling Corey, we're going to get out of here. We're going to get out and we're going to have a house and Danish house, and we're going we're gonna to repair people that were broken by them. Then they're going to give us, in Germany, a concentration camp. We're going to paint that thing up, and we're going to heal more people in Germany that were. She tells him, she's telling Corey all these things. Her dad had already died under the regime, and then, and then Betsy fades and fades and, and dead. Betsy's gone. Corey should have been gone. But she just a couple days after that, there comes this thing and this release and some guard gets her and she's like, oh, they're either going to kill me or they're going to whatever. And they took her, gave her some old raggedy clothes and whatever and said, go. And she walked homeless around the city where this camp was for about two, three days till somebody found her and fed her and strengthened her up. The next two days later, they killed every woman that age. She has no idea. She said, it was a clerical error of man and a divine providence of God. You know what happened to her? She got a Danish house given to her, and she healed a bunch of people. Then she, and she was telling Betsy's story all the time. Betsy, Betsy. Betsy was right there with her. Her testimony lived right on. Then they got given a concentration camp in Germany. Someone gives it to Corey Ten Boom, and she paints it. And clear. Betsy said, Betsy said, tells the story and walks out the glory. Listen, you got to have a theology of revival breakthrough and stunning miracles and of also suffering and delay that gets redeemed. Either way, he redeems. We need a theology of deliverance. We need a theology of endurance. Theology, he'll get me out. He may call me to walk it through. We need a theology of victory over sin. Listen, you need a theology strong. God can break. You do not have to sin by the power of the Spirit. And we need a theology of recovery from sinning, if you've not noticed. You need a theology, because if all you got's that first one, then I'm telling you that's leverage in the hand of the devil to make you feel worse than you felt when you were an unbeliever. But thank God for 1 John 1, 9. It says that I, you know, I can overcome, Galatians 5, 16, walk in the Spirit, don't have to gratify the desires of sinful nature. But 1 John 1, 9, I write that you don't sin, but if you do sin... Come before him. He's faithful and just to forgive you. you got to have a deep thing so you can get out of the hole and get back in and work both theologies. Lastly, we need a, the Bible is filled with God's thoughts and wisdoms, I believe, about himself and us and every circumstance we go through. And I hope you're developing that. I hope you're working in that because, listen, things that happened this week at New Life or, and happened, by the way, in a thousand other places, the thing we hoped, the thing we prayed didn't happen. If you don't have a big, robust theology that deals with mystery and unexpectedness and all that, I'm telling you, the enemy is going to steal your faith and cause you to despair and convince you of the lie that God is not good. And I'm telling you, he's very good. It's just he's not fulfilling everything right here in this age. Our paycheck is not here. There's a little thing called the millennial reign. 1,000 years, and then a new heaven, new earth, where a bunch of this is going to happen. It's all going to turn out. Justice is coming. Your fulfillment of your destiny is coming. Kit, Kit, this was the warm-up for Kit. He was the womb of eternity. And um, he, he's, he's going to reign. He's in good. So we're all headed that way, but do you have a theology that will come behind those? Because I think people move back and forth, and the devil gets in 
because you're grabbing on one piece of it instead of the other. And that's all we rah, rah, and I think we gotta be careful. We gotta be careful. We want high faith, God can do anything. And we gotta have a high submission, God, you do whatever. I think both exist together. And balanced believers are getting equipped in those things. I'm believing like crazy for my son's hip. And I'm submitted and surrendered to the story of my son's hip. Whatever God, you're not, what, here's the, both of those doctrines and theologies have goodness of God in the middle of them. And victory, nothing, there's nothing but victory coming. It can't. My emotions don't stay there. My emotions move around and doing the math, uh, limping a little, uh, what's it going to be like when he's soccer? Uh. But then I come back and my theologies get me anchored in, he works all things to the good of those who love him and call according to his purpose. Then he reminds me, Joni Erickson Tata, crazy, stupid dive off a little deal into a sandbar. <laughs> what a stupid thing. Sets in a wheelchair that becomes a global platform to declare the glory of God. Thousands and thousands of people saved. Encouraged. <laughs> I think she'll, in heaven, when she's walking with all those people, go, it was worth it. It was worth it. And so, I hope you've got a theology that does, God breaks through and does great stuff. God can use the messy stuff and do amazing things. He's always at work. So Father God, I pray for this family, for those that will listen to this later, for a robust, full theology. May we think right about you and think right about all these circumstances. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We do get confused, but I pray you would buttress up, stir up our faith strong on Bible verses and Bible stories. Why did Joseph have to sit in prison for so long to get to run a nation? I, only you know. Why have murderous brothers sell you into slavery? Only you know, but Joseph understood this was for good. You were getting me where I was going through this evil. So, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for powerful faith to grow in our hearts. In your name I pray, amen.